want to see the world from a totally different perspective? Ready for provocative conversation, intriguing stories, and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca. What if you took the time to really soak it in? Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. That's talkwithfrancesca.com. Jump on your computers if you or someone you know feels that their living space is just not right. You can send me an email at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. Everyone appreciates the benefits of beautiful, comfortable living environments. America's billion-dollar interior decorating industry attests to that fact. But feng shui takes the approach that your surroundings affect not just your level of material comfort, but also your physical and mental health, your relationships, your worldly success. With me this morning is Tara Collins. She is the author of The Western Guide to Feng Shui, Room by Room. Welcome, Tara. Thanks for being here this morning on Talk with Francesca. Well, Francesca, what a pleasure to spend some time with you and do that inquiry into feng shui. It's my passion for sure. Well, it, it sounds like it just, you talking about it, you're just full of life. So I, I've got to believe that your house is, is just in perfect feng shui order. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it comes and it goes because life is dynamic, right? And life is always changing for all of us. And that's part of what keeps me so interested in feng shui is because our lives are not static, and nor should they be, then our environments are always changing to reflect the newest uh, and the latest and the greatest of who we are. Then, then why is it that people always think I'm strange that I'm forever moving around paintings, pictures? I mean, I just, I love to do that. It's just, it's, it's this natural, I don't know, maybe it's the Scorpio in me, you know, always shedding. Oh, it, you know what I would call you right away is a feng shui natural. Oh. Because our environment is constantly reflecting to us who we are. Everything has a voice. Uh, you know, part of uh, feng shui training is to learn to uh, sense uh, the communication and the message from every single thing we live with and of course then to start to sort things so when you move a painting you're saying I want this painting to speak to me and it's going to have a different message when it's on this wall versus that wall and it may be a painting that you say I, I don't even want to live with this anymore I'm done with this so we learn to hear and to see the world differently than how we've, you know, collectively been trained to uh, be with our environment. So before, you, you're so interesting. I can tell this is just going to be a great show. So guys, don't touch that dial. Um, but what, what I want to just ask you is just briefly, because I, I think most people know what feng shui is, but but maybe there are a couple out there that don't. So so for those that may not really know, just sort of give us a, a, a quick synopsis of, of what it is. Absolutely. Feng shui literally means wind and water. Feng is wind, shui is water. And it's a poetic way of saying that the seen and unseen levels of life, the seen and unseen portions of nature are in constant relationship with each other. And the idea is to create harmony in that relationship. So to dial that into who we are in this culture at this time, it means that the things that we're living with, the seen portion of our show is in direct relationship with our thoughts, our feelings, our goals, our striving in life, and we want to create harmony between our things and all that lives within us. So if there's something in my environment that every time I look at it, it makes me feel poor, it makes me feel bad, that is, I would hone in on absolutely as one of the very first things to change because we want for our entire environment to be saying all the things that directly reflect who we are and who we are wishing to be. 
So we want all of that to be held in place beautifully and individually because we're all unique. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? I love feng shui Uh, ever since, you know, and it's been many years and I have many of your books. So this is not new to me, Um, although I'm not, you know, necessarily a... I don't really even still know that much. I just know a little bit about the Bagua map and so on and so forth. Um, but I want to share with you and our listening audience, and the, I, I hope none of them think I'm nuts, but um, but I'm going to share anyway because I think it's fascinating. One of the things about feng shui that I really feel it, um, it helps to make the, the positive changes in your life is that once you have an intention about something, I think that it, it, it comes to fruition. So um, I think that's part of what it's about. And so let me just, I wanted to share a couple of things. One is when I was married, this was a, a long time ago. This was like maybe 15, 16 years ago. And I had moved out of state to be with my then spouse. And um, I had just sold my business. I had owned a dating service. And now I was living out of state. I sold my business. You know, and after I was done decorating the house, I was like a fish out of water. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was just going crazy, banging my head up against the wall. What am I going to be when I grow up? And took a real estate class. At the end, I decided I want to sell real estate. And so finally, I decided to hire a feng shui consultant to come out to my home. And um, we talked about putting a water fountain in the career a section of the home, which was the foyer. Does that sound right? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. And so I don't know how or when this all came about, but it was very shortly thereafter. I had been taking yoga classes. Um, I always loved yoga. And somehow, some way, I made this decision that I was going to start teaching yoga. And um, again, my husband at the time had some real estate and it was vacant. So I decided to teach a free class in this this space and the next thing you know i had this flourishing yoga studio that years later turned into a woman's wellness center so from the time that that came about you know trying to figure out what i wanted to do and then the putting the fountain in there and opening up a studio was all something like six weeks so you know i have told a million people that story and i I swear by it but one that's very 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 recent um is that i started to feel in my space that no matter what i did i could not make it comfortable for me and started to realize that i just wasn't happy in the space where i was living for a variety of reasons it was too rural it was too far away so on and so forth but i didn't know where i wanted to go or how i would go about doing this and it all just seemed like so far removed from how i would figure it all out and so i took a look at the bagua map and and I shouldn't be just saying Bagua Mac because uh, some of our listeners <laughs> might not know what that is. But so as soon as I'm finished with this this quick story, um, maybe you can explain it to them. But I decided that I would go ahead and leave the light on. No. I take that back. I decided to redecorate this room that was helpful friends and family. Mm-hmm. And I had not sat in that room in the two years that I lived in this space. It wasn't even two years. It was 19 months. Never, ever even went into the space. Decided to redecorate it. And I did. And then I decided, and I started to feel comfortable being in that space. And then I started leaving the light on in that space. And I never turned it off, ever. Even when I went to bed at night, I left that light on. The next thing you know, I decided that I was going to test the market and sell my townhouse. Well, guess what? I sold my townhouse in one day. And six days later, I found the absolute home of my dreams. Voila. So please tell our listening audience (laughs) about the Bagua map. Well, you are having great feng shui experiences. You're like the poster child of a feng shui success. I love that. Well, except that that I lived in a uh, 29-room house that was 15,000 square feet (laughs) and years ago and um, had a feng shui consultant come out and um we did everything we could to uh to remedy that house but it did not the marriage fell apart and when i told her uh later after the fact she said i i could see that that 
could not be a home that a couple could live in. It's just, you just get lost in there with each other. But yeah, anyway, yeah. But anyway, so that was, but we're, we're friends at least. So, uh, well, yeah. And I mean, the nothing is a guarantee, right? We just, right. we do the very best we can. And when we have our feng shui eyes open and we're able to sense our environment in a way to really see what's going on and feel what's going on, um, that is giving us a lot more opportunity to create success and happiness and health and all of the good things. Speaking of all of the good things, uh, the Bagua map is one of the primary tools of uh, feng shui. Uh, There is a uh, map that anyone can download off of my website, uh, westernschooloffengshui.com. Under free materials, Mm -hmm. people can go in and just download a Bagua map. Uh, Bagua means eight uh, trigrams. It's based on the I Ching, which I certainly am not going to take the time to talk too much about because really what we want to know is it maps how the treasures in life are uh, are actually placed within a set structure. So once we have a structure like a home or an office, we can actually map the flow of energy as it enters in through the front entrance and then flows kind of in a clockwise um, direction through the space. So included in those treasures, as you have just uh, shared with everyone, is career, and uh, then we have things like health and love and marriage and creativity and fame and reputation, and really these are the primary things that we're interested in. It's a holistic system, meaning that when one part of the Bagua map is out of sync, it tends to pull all of life out of sync. When we put one uh, part back in sync, like you did with your water fountain in your career area, it tends to sync up everything. So this holistic model is is beautiful and that we might want to focus on our wealth area, but as we enhance our wealth area, everything about life gets enhanced. Uh, and you're turning on the light in your helpful people areas. Fantastic. That's another classic way to bring more energy into a space. Mm-hmm. So whether or not we're working with the Bagua map, uh, which it will really help us realize how we can't ignore any part of our environment. Every square inch counts as equal and unique in essential feng shui, which is specifically the type of feng shui that I practice. And our nervous systems are absolutely keyed in anytime we feel overwhelmed, confused, or irritated in any space, whether it's a closet or a living room, you name it, any square inch that we call home or we call office, if we feel one or all three of those those ways, we know that's where we need to put our attention. Uh, you know, that whole idea of grounding and calming the nervous system, gliding through life, surrounded by things that we love, is our feng shui goal. You know, though, Tara, what, what is um, is a little bit confusing to me, always has been, is when, I mean, it's one thing when you walk into a house, there's the entrance. Okay, so you've got the foyer right there, and that's obviously your career section. To the left is the family and friends, and then there's the, what's the one in the left corner? Is that creativity? It's uh, knowledge and self-cultivation. All right, okay. So, but then, but but what happens, what I find confusing is that when the house isn't shaped like that, like how do you really determine where the real entrance is like for example okay so i'm buying this house and you walk up a set of stairs and then you take a right into like this little little mudroom kind of thing and then you walk into the kitchen that's not there's no foyer per se in that home so i always get confused with that kind of stuff their foyer there's many many homes that i mean obviously you know this too there's many homes that do not have a foyer there are many homes that are shaped like a t or an s or a u or a v or you know we have all kinds of shapes so um 
I'll tell you, in my book, The Western Guide to Feng Shui and also The Western Guide to Feng Shui Room by Room, there are chapters dedicated to explaining how to map uh, the various shapes of space, uh, you know, structure. So um, uh, basically, it's you're going to draw a square or a rectangle around the entire space to look at where are, are the areas that are outside of structure and where are the areas that are inside of structure. This is a big aha for people because they think, oh, my deck doesn't count. Well, the deck does count. So. Uh, again, uh, rather than to sort of belabor it, because it would take me a long time, especially just auditorily, people need to be able to see the drawings that I provide and really just sink into the individual mapping of their particular structure. I actually, before we take a break, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Talk with Francesca, and I'm speaking with Tara Collins. She is the author of, of many books, six books, but the one that we're talking about is The Western Guide to Feng Shui, Room by Room. Um, but before we take a, a quick break, I have a question from one of our uh, the, the uh, listeners, and she says, "Is if feng shui isn't right in the house, could it create arguments? Yes, absolutely. It does. I, often that is often a reason why I am asked to come and do a, a feng shui consultation. Is there some kind of irritation that is creating arguments and uh, people getting angry easily? Absolutely, very common. What about the the need for space clearing, Tara? Um, you know, or I don't know, maybe we should wait until we, we take the break. I don't know if we can just talk about that for like 60 seconds before the break. But, you know, what is space clearing and, and, and how do you use it in your, how does it relate to feng shui? Well, it's, it's used when there has been uh, disharmony, discordancy, like somebody's been very sick to spend a lot of time in one room. Um, and I'd be more than happy to explain. There's several things that people can do to space clear when there has been something that has happened in the house that somebody wants to forget about, let go of, move into the future, and they want their space to be clear and clean, just like when we clean our houses physically. We're cleaning it energetically. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're just going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, let's talk about some space clearing techniques and see if we can't uh, help our listening audience who might have some need to, to clear their space um, do so. So hang tight and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Don't touch that dial. It might seem crazy what I'm about to say. Are you looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you'll want to dine at Terramia's. This North End Italian restaurant provides a simply divine culinary experience and, as quoted in Zagat's restaurant guide, pastas without compare. And it's reasonably priced. This North End gem will keep you coming back. Terramia is simply the best Italian restaurant in all of Boston. Call 617-523-3112, 617-523-3112, or terramiarestaurante.com. Want a first-class shopping trip around the world without the jet lag? Discover Trendy Treat and shop like a socialite. Made to measure clothes and pieces from the world's rising design stars from Africa to Asia, many of whom are loved by celebrities like Bono, Empire's Annika, and Paris Hilton. Lustworthy bags, dazzling gems, and simply stunning clothes. This spring, elevate your style and become globally glamorous with Trendy Treat, your new fashion obsession. Visit TrendyTreat.com and wait for your friends to say, where you been shopping? I know they will. Caitlin Rose has a fascination for finding ways to capture specific moments in life. She feels still photography does something that no other medium can. Capturing a single moment that tells a story and allowing us to have the full recollection of every moment that came before and after, Caitlin's style allows for a totally natural experience. Every day, Caitlin Rose is invited to share in the significant moments in people's lives and trust it to preserve the memory. So call Caitlin Rose Photography today at 339-203-5030 or visit online at katerosephoto.com. That's C-A-T-E, rosephoto.com. 
moving into your new home or office, when you trust the experienced professional movers at Instatrans LLC, you can count on a no-rush approach and experienced staff to make your move seamless. Whether it's one piece, a jacuzzi, we've moved many, or your whole home, Instatrans Movers will give your items the care they deserve. We specialize in residential and small business moves, so call us today, 617-614-7240, or visit us online at instatransllc.com. Always on time, always professional. If you've been arrested for OUI in Massachusetts, you may be confused and have no idea how to handle the situation. You may be wondering what happens next, what the consequences might be. The clock starts running upon your arrest. Your immediate action is necessary to avoid loss of evidence and to develop a defense. Whether you've been arrested for DUI or other criminal charges or facing a serious speeding violation, call Massachusetts criminal attorney Gregory Oberhauser. He is committed to providing you with the best legal representation no matter how harsh the charges you're facing. Attorney Oberhauser can make a winning difference in your personal life, job, or if your freedom is in jeopardy because of charges such as a felony, OUI, assault, domestic violence, or drugs. He will aggressively challenge the criminal case against you through the use of expert testimony, witness examination, forensics, and evidence collection, eliminating the prosecution's ability to use circumstantial evidence. It's your future and your life, so call Oberhauser Law now at 978-452-1116. That number again is 978-452-1116 or visit their website at oberhauserlaw.com. When you want to hire a local professional locksmith and don't know where to turn, the key to finding one in Massachusetts is through the Massachusetts Locksmiths Association, an organization that has over 100 professionals throughout the Commonwealth and has been holding those professional locksmiths to high standards and ethics since 1957. Locate us on the web at masslocksmiths.org to find the professional locksmith closest to you. Located in Boston's North End holds one of our best-kept secrets, Antico Forno, ranked number nine of the top ten Italian restaurants around the world within the category of being one of the most authentic. With a welcoming family feel, it's hard to argue the experience you have when enjoying dinner at Antico Forno. Best known for their brick oven pizza, their world-class traditional cuisine does not fall far behind. Come enjoy dinner at Antico Forno and feel like part of the family. Open daily from 11.30 a.m. until 10 p.m. Call us today at 617-723. Or visit us at AnticoFornoBoston.com. Hey, this is James Woods, and you are listening to Talk with Francesca every Saturday morning right here on 1510 Boston. All right, we're back, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm speaking with Tara Collins, and she is the author of six books, but the one we're talking about today is The Western Guide to Feng Shui, Room by Room. So welcome back, Tara. Thank you, Francesca. So we were just talking about, uh, beginning to discuss space clearing a little bit. And um, yeah, let, let's do that, because that's, a, that's an important one, too, because, you know, we all have our neighbors, right? And um, I mean, I know that someone could be sick or someone gets a divorce um, or there's a death in the home. And we could also have neighbors that we don't, you know, uh, get along well with. So what are some things that, that we can do to to make our space safe and comfortable and um, positive? Well, there's, uh, there's a lot of choices, and they're all leading to the same goal, which is to feel like the unseen energies of our space, our home, uh, are clean and clear and fresh and current. So how do we do that? Well, one of the best things to do is obvious, which is to open up the doors and the windows, let the nature chi or energy come into our space. It's obvious we would do that in any room where something that has been sad or uh, there's been an illness or whatever. Along with that, we can use things such as our own hands and clapping. And so we're clapping to sort of change, to kind of uh, shock the energy that is stagnated in the space and clear it with our hands. This is a really simple but very dynamic way to clear space. Uh, we don't need to have any accoutrement to do that. And uh, the basic is to go to all four corners of the room and clap from the floor up all the way in all four corners. You're like you're totally creating a new energy in that space. Some people like to use bells 
and chimes, and they would do the same thing, ring the bell up the four corners of the room. Uh, while we're doing any space clearing, of course, we're holding huge intention as you uh, started our program together today, talking about the importance of intention. Our intention is aligned with our actions and we are clearing the space. Some people like to make a little uh, collection or altar in the middle of the room that's being cleared, lighting a candle, putting flowers or flower petals around the candle, maybe making a beautiful tray that holds uh, various things in place. And we just, you know, that's what we do. Now, we can also, uh, because this is such an important aspect of uh, feng Shui, we have actually done a uh, an online class and people can get onto our website and take the class. It's called Space Clearing with the Five Elements. So wow. there's a beautiful tutorial also on becoming aware of the five elements and how they uh, uh, come into our environments and then collecting those five elements together to form uh, a beautiful uh, arrangement that's part of the space clearing. So here's a, qu- a, a question um, from a listener. Uh, she has, a, she's saying that she has a neighbor who lives on the west Oh, that's weird. Okay, the west side of her I'm just reading this. The west side of her house, and even though there are no windows on that side of the house, he's on the other side, and, and it's not a friendly neighbor. What should she do? Like, what can she do to... to- well, I know. So there's a classic feng shui fix for that, and it's to take a small mirror. This is... Um, this is a uh, what they call a transcendental treatment. So it's not like we're going to go out and tell the neighbor how we think about him or her. What we're going to do instead is to take a small mirror, it can be a compact mirror, and we place it on the side of the building with the reflective surface toward the neighbor. And we adhere it to the wall or in some way we position it so that it's stable and has been installed there. And we install it with the intention to push the energy of the neighbor back from whence it came. Oh, wow. So you're talking about like a little makeup mirror. Yes, exactly. But the mirror side facing them. The mirror side, and it's all, and it's like a, it's the, uh, the environmental affirmation mm-hmm. of the intention to push the energy back from whence it came with a blessing. We bless you. We bless you on your path, oh, difficult neighbor. And we do not want to participate or be in any way in relationship with your discordancy. So we are giving it back. Here you go. And uh, people who, say, live uh, maybe on uh, one of, you know, the third floor of an apartment building and down below them they have somebody who they feel is in a very discordant place, they can take the same kind of mirror, put it under a bed or under a rug with the reflective side down toward the neighbor and do the same, um, you know, intentional work of, uh, I, I send you blessings, and I have I, I, I'm sending your energy back to you. It's not coming to me anymore. Tara, so much of this is um, intention, is it not? It's it's definitely it's it's acknowledging that our environment is an extension of ourselves mm. that we honor our environment we see everything as alive around us everything's talking to us everything has memories and feelings and thoughts attached to it and so when we're acknowledging our environment as being that important and that much in intimate relationship with us then our intentions are to create an environment that is reflecting to us 
who we truly are, not who we were when we were in college 20 years ago, not who we were when we were married and now we've been through a difficult divorce, who we are now. And that takes intention and it takes purpose and, act and taking action. Taking Absolutely. action and getting rid of what is complaining and arguing with us environmentally. You know, if I'm looking at a rocking chair and the uh, memories I have are of my favorite great aunt and every time I look at it I feel soothed and loved, fantastic. But if that very same chair holds the energies of somebody being mean to me, mm -hmm. upsetting to me, yep. it's something to let go of. But, okay, so, and, and I get that completely, but what happens if someone was married for, like, uh, 30 years or something, and, and everything that they own, obviously, they own jointly with their now ex, um, and now they're divorced, and so... Everything that she's going to take, she or he is going to take half of, of whatever. And so they would have nothing if they if there was all these bad memories with all these. Well, it, that, that definitely can happen. Uh, sometimes divorces happen and there isn't any animosity. So we can certainly acknowledge that sometimes the stuff isn't going to be... Um, you know, having bad memories attached to it. It might be memories from another time in life, but it's not memories that are dragging me down and making me feel bad. Mm -hmm. And there are, of course, times when that's exactly what the stuff is doing. Mm -hmm. So this is the trick because we want to be kind in the process of change. So the first thing I do with clients that are in the position that you just described is I bring something in to each room that is a chi enhancement for that person. That's a magnet for positivity. It is, it'll, it'll, it brings positive energy into the room. It elicits positivity from me as I look, from the client as, as that person's looking at it. That could be uh, a book that a person loves, a fresh uh, arrangement of flowers, um, a card out of a deck that's saying something affirmational, uh, anything that builds me up every time I look at it is a candidate for bringing into a room that eventually, as time passes, say it's a, a whole set of living room furniture, we bring something positive in to put on that coffee table, and then maybe the first thing that we replace is the coffee table. Now we've got the coffee table and that affirmational object in there. Maybe we start to replace the chairs. We take it as we can. Right. But that one thing is really the way to start. Shift the space with one thing you love. Tell, tell our listening audience of, of a fabulous story of someone that that had an issue and you brought them a remedy that changed their life? Oh, my goodness. Well, let me just think about yeah, that. That's, you have tons of those, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, you know, the one that comes to mind, uh, and, and I've had this happen multiple times, which is probably why it comes to mind, is the front entrance of our space. Mm -hmm. is It has its own specialness because... It's the place of first impressions. Yep. It's the place of first welcome. Mm -hmm. You know, it's where, where we're going to feel welcome or not uh, right off the bat. And so, and as you were saying, a lot of times people's front entrances are into the career area, mm -hmm. um, right into the Bagua map area that's related to career. So on multiple occasions, I have arrived at a house, and I have to kind of fight my way to the front entrance. Ugh. And what the person's primary complaint about life is is how there's so little opportunity flowing to them. Uh, they're stuck in their career. Uh, there seems to be all sorts of animosity around them, and they think things are going to go well, and they don't. And that all of those complaints are directly correlated with a front entrance that is unappealing, difficult to navigate in, uh, well, there's been more than one case, but in one case in particular, I think of a woman who had uh, all this cactus 
spiny, oh. spiky cactus oh, that were yeah, yeah wh- whining her front entrance. Yuck! I mean, you can tell I like feng shui because I, I, I knew immediately I, when you said cactus, get rid of those prickly things. Yes, and you know rose bushes. As much as we love them, and they're beautiful. They're, Anything they're that thorny. has uh, thorny, yeah, that has thorns, or is because our instincts are constantly monitoring for danger. Mm-hmm. Even in our mm-hmm. civilized world, yep. we have that reptilian aspect that is going to set our nervous system on edge if we do not feel safe. In, in any moment in our lives. But when we're approaching another person's home and we begin to feel the edge of danger, mm-hmm. it's going to affect the entire experience we have with that person. What about the color of your front door? Well, classically, the favorite color for the front door is red. Mm-hmm. And red in China is the color of celebration. Uh, women get married in red gowns. Yep. Um, it's, it, it's the color you would never, ever, ever dream of wearing to a funeral. It's really, um, you know, highly regarded as a color of prosperity and celebration of the joys of life. And when we bring that, all those notions, all the way across here to where we are, mm-hmm. we may or may not love red. And there's a lot of different colors of red, right? It's different tones. So it can be dark, bright, subtle, whatever. And purple. I mean, that's a color. Well, yeah, purple. But, you know, what what I like to tell people, and this follows with all that we've discussed, choose your favorite color for your front door. If you have the if you have the um, privilege of actually choosing the color of your front door, which more and more people are you know don't have that anymore with the CCNRs, right. but if you have the choice to paint your color, I mean paint your door any color you'd like, pick one that makes your heart sing every time you look at it. That's the key. That is because the key in, exactly. Sorry. No, no, I was just saying that is the key exactly. Is is mm-hmm. is feeling good, feeling joyful. Yes. Yes, and I have to really uh, coach people on realizing that the choice, when, when anyone reads a feng shui book and they read you something like, you should always have a red door because that's going to be the best color. Mm-hmm. Really, we have to run that through our own sense of taste and preferences. Um, feng shui is not uh, it, it was never meant to be outside in. It's never meant, I was never meant to be telling you what to do. I am coaching you to discover what it will make your heart sing, not what the books tell me is right. So it, feng shui is best practiced from the inside out. That will create a lot of unique interpretation, um, your preferences, your tastes, your history, all of who you are ideally is profoundly and beautifully reflected in your environment. Let's talk about a, a couple of different things um, in our environment, such as, um, let's see, how about, let's talk about love. Let's talk about someone who, who would like to find a loving, intimate relationship who, who isn't in one. Do they have to have the love and marriage section of each room sort of covered, if you will? Or is it well, just... They can certainly approach it that way, and I would say yes to that. Uh, there's other ways, uh, because that would entail that they, they get put their hands on a Bagua map and they map each room in their house, and that is very, very revealing for a lot of people, very important work and great. And there's some things that show up repeatedly, like say it's a single woman. Mm. She would love to be in relationship uh, you know, love relationship. And so we go into her bedroom and this is what I will often see. There is art, usually a lot of art of women alone. Mm. Solitary trees, one flower, right. one woman sitting, looking very forlorn at a cafe table. It's one some one some one some and that's lonesome lonesome lonesome. We want two some. We want pairs. 
put 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 uh, art up that shows romantic interludes or at least pairs of things that are beautifully, mm-hmm. um, you know, depicted together. Mm-hmm. There is two nightstands and two lamps. You know, one on either side of the bed. Many many single women back their bed up to the one wall or uh, a a really favorite choice, which we correct, is to have a nightstand and the lamp and everything on her side of the bed. And then on the other side of the bed is what I like to call a man-eating plant, some huge, you know, overly-sized plant that makes it unfriendly for anybody to share the bed with her. Or the dirty laundry's on that side. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, and you know, I work with a woman's bed, the dog's bed. (laughs) (laughs) Really the dog house, right? How symbolic. (laughs) Now what about, what about like um, art that's just um, like the sort of benign, like say a, a, painting of maybe uh, florals in a vase or something. What about something? Yeah, like- that's good. We, we want to look for lonesome, lonesome art, I like to call that's it. Lonesome, lonesome art. A, a flowers well, no, no, the lonesomeness, the art that holds lonesomeness in place is when it's one thing. Oh, oh I got you. Got Always you. one, only one woman sitting there alone. Okay, only so one need, woman. We need, we need bouquets of flowers. Well, yes, big, <laughs> rich, beautiful bouquets. Um, one woman had, you know, 27 pictures on her bedroom wall, and every one of them was a woman alone. And, and she said, well, aren't they together? I mean, there's 27 people on this wall. And I said, well, they're all in their own little box. Wow. You know, they're not relating to each other. Wow. What about, okay, let's, let's go on to a, another one. What about health? What, what would you recommend for making your, your home, um, you know, healthier for you? Well, that's uh, where we get into the conversation about clutter and congestion, yeah. environmental yeah. congestion. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, of course, that's a challenge for many of us in this culture because we're so materially yes. blessed. And if we want to have five blenders, by golly, we can have them. You know, they'll take up room in the kitchen, but we can just have a lot of stuff if we want. And if the stuff is creating a sense of stagnancy, congestion, then that needs to be remedied. Um, I do have a decluttering instruction on my website to help people get started, but that's really one of the primary things people need to do is to get in and create space. It's just like when we have a head cold or even worse, when we're constipated. When we have something like that going on in our bodies, we don't feel well. The energy's not moving vibrantly through our bodies and we you know, we just we're just not ourselves. It just well, does health, make perfect sense though, doesn't it really? Yeah, yeah. I mean our houses get the same way. They get like they have an eternal congested disorder. And we want to definitely remedy that. Um, also, well, I just wanted to add that health, health is directly related or, or certainly has um, uh, a relationship with the vitality of our interior spaces. So if there's any dead plants, oh, my gosh, get them out. If there are dried flowers that have been there for 10 years, oh. get them out. Get the stuff out that's, quote, unquote, dead. Um, you know, yeah, you know something. I think that um, decluttering is one of the the greatest things we can do for ourselves. And you know, it's it's like um, you know what it reminds me of. It's like people who are in two relationships at once. Um, you know, you that one relationship isn't working, so they're working on finding another one to replace the one that they're not happy in. I think that energetically. I think that that um, I actually have a friend who's in in this sort of situation right now. We have this constant argument about it. I say energetically, you have to let go of one relationship in order to really find the one that you're really looking for. No, no, no. This one isn't. You know, it, we're we're two entirely different animals, best of friends, but think very differently. But I think that you really do need 
to clear the deck, sort of speak, in order to open up space for the good to come in. And, and I, I completely agree with I, I you. I knew you Absolutely. would. I knew you would. I said to myself, <laughs> I know Tara's going to agree with me. And, <laughs> and I do believe that, you know, and this was, in, in, you know, another little quick short story. Um, this was zillions of years ago. Um, my age is showing here. But I had a very good friend who was or well, he's, he still is alive. He's a male, and um, and we had a very very tight relationship, very very close. Um, but I did not share the romantic feelings that he had for me. We never had a romantic relationship. But what I realized was that I and, and I don't even know if it was a conscious thing so much, but um, on some level, I said to myself, I need to rid myself of this this relationship in order to clear have a clearing for a full relationship to come in and sure enough i did and four months later i i met a man that i ended up marrying so you know but i do think there's something to that but you know um and and it was funny even the way the relationship ended it was really just there was like not even a goodbye it was like the most natural thing both of us just knew it was time to move in another direction nice you know so yeah. yeah so there's you know a lot of that and um, and so, but I think a lot of this has to do with with it's just not only the items; it's the way we think, it's the intention, and I think all those things pull it all together to make yeah. it. I mean, I don't think they're just these inanimate objects that you put in a room. I think it's really you know when you're thinking, I want to fall in love, putting a, a painting of maybe a man and a woman who look very happy together. Absolutely. That's a really favorite, wonderful way to go. And, you know, people get start to feel like, oh, I'm not supposed to buy stuff and I'm, you know, I'm, I want to go out and I want to buy a new thing, but maybe that's not good feng shui. And I like to really uh, reposition that and say it's fine to go out and buy new stuff, but then circulate. Don't accumulate. Don't bring it home and not get rid of anything. Oh, if you I want love something that new, one. I love right, it. bring it in and circulate the old out. You got to get into that Tai Chi rhythm. You know, it's inhalation. If I'm going to inhale, I'm going to next then have to exhale. Uh, you know, right? the, the only and I just have to finish because we're finishing and we've, the time has gone by so fast. It's been such a pleasure. But, but sometimes <laughs> I, I exhale so much stuff and then I find myself running to go get it. Like, oh, wait, don't put that in the dumpster yet. I'm not sure yeah, I'm ready to uh, let go of this emotion. A feng shui attack, right? We hope that that doesn't, you know, I'll tell you what my husband and I did. We downsized and uh, when we did that, we weren't sure whether we wanted to let go. We have such beautiful stuff. I mean, we've been collecting it for years and years. So we loaned it to favorite friends. We actually let other people enjoy these beautiful chests and rugs and lamps and and then by golly we've called about four or five of those pieces back to us and it was all so beautiful to see that circulating can be very joyful and very soft and 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 generous and delicious experience um and the other thing i just want to say is i have recently given away half of my clothes and my discovery about that was i now perceive that I have more clothes than I did when I had twice as many. Really? Well, probably because you got rid of stuff that you never wore and now... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I would love to just go on and on and on with you forever, but we've just run out of time. So thank you so much, Tara Collins, for being with us this morning. On well, Talk thank you, Francesca. It's been a it pleasure. It was my delight. Okay, okay. great. Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, it's time to wrap things up. We've got to say goodbye. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I enjoyed the show. Love to hear from you um, with your questions or comments. Remember the website, talkwithfrancesca.com. We'll see you next week at the same time, same place. Make it a great week. 
Located in Boston's North End holds one of our best-kept secrets, Antico Forno, ranked number nine of the top ten Italian restaurants around the world within the category of being one of the most authentic. With a welcoming family feel, it's hard to argue the experience you have when enjoying dinner at Antico Forno. Best known for their brick oven pizza, their world-class traditional cuisine does not fall far behind. Come enjoy dinner at Antico Forno and feel like part of the family. Open daily from 11.30 a.m. until 10 p.m. Call us today at 617-723-6733 or visit us at AnticoFornoBoston.com. Who doesn't go to the hair salon to liven up their look? But sometimes you look worse on the way out than you did walking in. You can expect something different at Anthony Capolino's Salon. With a super modern feel that can hardly be mistaken for suburban, a full-service hair salon, they offer cuts, color, highlighting, formal design, extensions, relaxers, braiding, and waxing. Anthony has over 15 years working on Newberry Street in Boston. I can tell you from my own experience, I felt transformed and you will too. So if you're looking to turn a few heads, call Anthony Capolino Salon today at 617-625-2887. Conveniently located in the Assembly Square Marketplace in Somerville. Visit anthonycapolino.com. That number again is 617-625-2887. You'll be glad you did. Moving into your new home or office, when you trust the experienced professional movers at Instatrans LLC, you can count on a no-rush approach and experienced staff to make your move seamless. Whether it's one piece, a jacuzzi, we've moved many, or your whole home, Instatrans Movers will give your items the care they deserve. We specialize in residential and small business moves, so call us today, 617-614-7240, or visit us online at instatransllc.com. Always on time, always professional. Are you looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you'll want to dine at Terramia's. This North End Italian restaurant provides a simply divine culinary experience and, as quoted in Zagat's restaurant guide, pastas without compare. And it's reasonably priced. This North End gem will keep you coming back. Terramia is simply the best Italian restaurant in all of Boston. Call 617-523-3112, 617-523-3112, or terramiarestaurante.com. The new Cobblestone Cafe on Hanover Street in Boston brings casual, on-the-go American fare to the North End, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Open daily at 7 a.m., Cobblestone Cafe offers burgers, barbecue, salads, fries, milkshakes, seafood, and the very popular Snickerdoodle iced coffee. Delivery and catering are also available. Cobblestone Cafe, 227 Hanover Street in Boston. For more information, call 857-263-8057 or visit them online at cobblestonecafene.com. Want a first-class shopping trip around the world without the jet lag? Discover Trendy Treat and shop like a socialite. Made to measure clothes and pieces from the world's rising design stars from Africa to Asia, many of whom are loved by celebrities like Bono, Empire's Annika, and Paris Hilton. Lustworthy bags, dazzling gems, and simply stunning clothes. This spring, elevate your style and become globally glamorous with Trendy Treat, your new fashion obsession. Visit TrendyTreat.com and wait for your friends to say, where you been shopping? I know they will. Caitlin Rose has a fascination for finding ways to capture specific moments in life. She feels still photography does something that no other medium can. Capturing a single moment that tells a story and allowing us to have the full recollection of every moment that came before and after, Caitlin's style allows for a totally natural experience. Every day, Caitlin Rose is invited to share in the significant moments in people's lives and trust it to preserve the memory. So call Caitlin Rose Photography today at 339-203-5030 or visit online at katerosephoto.com. That's C-A-T-E rosephoto.com. When you want to hire a local professional locksmith and don't know where to turn, the key to finding one in Massachusetts is through the Massachusetts Locksmiths Association an organization that has over 100 professionals throughout the Commonwealth and has been holding those professionals